Do you have a small business that sells to other businesses? If so, you probably know that there are plenty of resources for companies that market to consumers or companies that sell to large and Fortune 500 type of companies. But what about the small businesses in the middle who sell to other companies? Where do we go to get answers? How do we grow our company consistently while still keeping our sanity? That's the question, and this podcast is the answer. If you're listening to this podcast, you're part of an elite group of achievers who aren't willing to settle for just a nine-to-five job. You're one of the heroes in our society, and you should be proud of it. Welcome to the tribe, and welcome home. How would you like prospects to love buying from you and literally beg you to sell them something? Well, the only way to do that is by changing their beliefs and changing their identity. I'm Robert Poole. Welcome to the Growing Your B2B Small Business Show. You don't want to miss this episode as this is such a critical topic because if you don't understand how to change someone's beliefs and change their identity, they're rarely going to buy from you. And if they do, they're not the kind of customers that are going to stick around. And make sure you stay to the end of the episode so you can get all the action steps and also uh, check out the resources that we put in the link below in the description we got all kinds of cool resources in there for you, as well as gives you a chance to get on our VIP list for the show so that you can get access to some of the behind-the-scenes things and some of the VIP private-only access materials that we've got for you. And as things come out, we'll uh, send those to you as well once you're on the VIP list. And, of course, you know, if you enjoyed this show, please uh, rate and subscribe and share it with your friends. Have you ever gotten to the place with a prospect, or either in person, on the phone, or online, and... Uh, you know, they just didn't buy. Well, it's most likely it's because you didn't change their beliefs and their identity. But don't worry, you're in the right place. In this episode, we're going to show you how exactly how to do that. You know, when I started out uh, as a young man selling B2B in my 20s, you know, I was really excited about it and learned all the techniques I could, you know, everything from the old school Ben Franklin clothes, if you will, to, you know, the more sophisticated techniques. Uh, but, you know, as I went along, I found that you know, I was just getting major resistance and I, I wasn't getting the sales I wanted. I was just working harder and harder and it felt like I was getting nowhere. I listened to all the gurus, tried to use all their fancy techniques and nothing seemed to work. You know, and even though I had memorized all the, the great scripts and tried to use the techniques that the gurus were telling me, I can't tell you how many times I sat in front of a prospect and I could literally see them, their whole body language change when it came to the clothes. Suddenly something was different. Experience that on the phone as well as in person. And, you know, it was really frustrating because I couldn't figure out why. What was I doing different? Why was I not getting the results all these gurus told me I was? Man, it was frustrating. You know, it wasn't until I learned about how powerful our beliefs are in driving our actions uh, that I realized and understood why I was not getting people through the buying process, why they weren't buying, why I had so much resistance at the close. But then even with that, I realized that there was a deeper level. And that deeper level is identity. Because identity sometimes overrides even beliefs. And until I figured that out, you know, I was really, you know, throwing darts at the wall trying to figure things out. And, but with the combination of beliefs and identity made a huge difference. You know, maybe you can relate to what I'm saying. I mean, you know, the, the frustration with trying to close somebody and see that change in their you know, face, you know. Maybe you sat there and, or talked to somebody on the phone and listened to their whole tone change as you started to ask them to buy you know, or online, you saw all your visitors you get to the buy stage or the buy page where the, you know, buy button is and all of a sudden everybody drops off. You know, it's frustrating as it can be. I, you know, I know because I've done it. I mean, let's face it. We all know, you know, that sales is the lifeblood of our company. If we can't sell enough, you know, when we're not going to generate enough revenue, we're not going to be in business very long. But even beyond that, you know, 
the rejection that most salespeople face, you know, and that we, if we're selling ourselves or our sales force, you know, if, if we have somebody who's selling for us, they, you know, usually they take a ton of rejection. And the biggest reason they take so much rejection is because they're trying to close people who aren't ready to be closed yet. And, you know, without those increased sales, you know, you're not able to grow the business and you're certainly not able to scale it. So if we can change people's uh, beliefs about our solution, then the, the resistance to the sale goes away. And if we can change their identity and how they view themselves, then, you know, it makes the sales process super easy. And in fact, a lot of times they sell themselves at that point and they close themselves. Uh, it's really amazing if we get these two things down, but without them, we're going to be running up against a brick wall. So by implementing this idea, you're going to increase your sales drastically. You know, you can increase your closing ratio. You know, maybe you're selling one out of 10 right now, but if you sold two out of 10, three out of 10, five out of 10, what a difference that would make in your revenue. And talk about consistency. You know, that's one of the biggest problems in sales is the ups and downs. And of course, there's the rejection. You know, trying to hire salespeople to, you know, beat their heads against the wall and go through all that they go through, you know, that's difficult to do because you've got to find people who can put up with that. And even then, wouldn't life be a lot more easy, you know, if uh, they could, didn't have that rejection and they could actually close somebody and have a good conversation? And let's face it, our customers don't enjoy it either. The people that go through our sales process, if we're not changing their beliefs and their identity, then they're not going to enjoy the sales process. And guess what? They're not going to refer their friends. And that further cuts out uh, the number of sales we can get. So let's be real. What does this mean to you as an entrepreneur? Well, of course, you know, if you increase your sales and increase your revenue, generally that's going to mean more profit, both invest back in the company to be able to grow the company and scale the company and more personal profit for you. And, you know, one of the biggest things that stresses business owners out is trying to increase sales. So obviously this is going to help increase your sales and exponentially. And not only does it increase your sales, but it also reduces the stress both in your life as you're, you know, stressing about sales, which is the number one thing that business owners stress about, you know, but it also reduces the stress in your team. You know, if you're not the one who's directly selling, you know, imagine how much better day of a, um, they would have going to work if they knew they were going to encounter a ton of rejection or very minimal compared to the past. You know, it's, it's an amazing thing and makes it much easier to hire people and much easier to keep people around. That's why sales has got such a great turnover is because of the lack of people using beliefs and identity in this process. And of course, you know, this serves our clients at the highest levels as well. You know, they shouldn't have to put up with a painful process and they shouldn't have to put up with something that doesn't create the right relationship with the company. It should be a relationship with your company, not a transaction. Because that's how a company stays in business for the long run. And that's how it really serves their company or their customers. And so this is not just theory either. You know, we've done this uh, testing at our company, and I've seen it work out hand in hand over the years in my own personal sales. You know, the reduction in stress uh, for both salespeople and myself, you know, the uh, amazing increase in sales and, you know, the longevity of clients, clients that are brought in with the right way from the, going through the sales process, they stick with you for a long time. They become raving fans and then they start referring their friends and colleagues, which uh, increases your sales exponentially at that point. So it's not theory. This is actually stuff that we've proven to be true. So let's talk specifics. I mean, what are beliefs to start off with? Well, it's something that we actually believe will yield an outcome or a result. You know, we know that, uh, or we believe that a, you know, if we eat chocolate cake, it's going to taste good. But that may or may not be true. It may just taste good to us, and it may taste good to us at one point in our life, but not at others. 
Has the chocolate cake changed? No, our belief in it has. But, you know, there's more to beliefs than just, or excuse me, there's more to the sales process than just beliefs. There's identity, which we talked about. And identity, you know, usually is made up of a lot of beliefs, but sometimes identity can actually override our beliefs. Our override our, because our beliefs are typically conscious beliefs, whereas our identity is unconscious. You know, for instance, if you think yourself, um, you know, politically, you're a very conservative Republican, it's, you know, you're, you have a very hard time changing beliefs to maybe more liberal beliefs, you know, um, because they just don't coincide. You're, you know, you can fake it for a short period of time. You can say, well, you know, I'm an outgoing person. I'm an outgoing person. And you can believe you are. But if deep down inside your subconscious, you think yourself as an introvert, well, guess what? You might be able to fake it for a while, but eventually that identity is going to override those beliefs. So the key is we have to both change beliefs and change the identity of our prospects. So if our customers believe that uh, they see themselves as users of a competitor and they believe that's the best solution for them, it's pretty hard for us to convince them that they should come over to us unless we change the way they believe about us and the way they view themselves. And, you know, so the question is, of course, how do we do that? And, you know, changing beliefs and identity is actually a simple process. First, we kind of find out what their beliefs are. Then we kind of chip away at those beliefs and subtly let them know that maybe those beliefs aren't necessarily true and they're not necessarily serving them. And, you know, there might be some alternative beliefs that would actually be better for them. And then we start to show, you know, through typically through a story or some a relatable character, somebody else who had those same beliefs, and they were able to shift those along with shifting their identity. And they suddenly start being open to new ideas and a new identity. And then eventually that's where the close comes in and we can let them know it's okay and give them reasons to make that change. You know, a great example of this, uh, most people in Western culture are, you know, familiar with the old Adam and Eve story, you know. Um, Eve was out in the garden and, you know, the serpent, the devil, um, started whispering in her ear and had God had, had told both Adam and Eve, hey, you know, you can eat off every tree in the garden uh, freely, meaning they have to pay for it and they have to do anything. It was all there for free. Uh, and then uh, the serpent, the devil, came up and said, hey, did God really say that you couldn't eat off of any tree in the garden? And note, there's a big difference between any and every. So suddenly, uh, Satan's tried to get Eve to start changing her beliefs by questioning her beliefs. She thought, wow, did God really say that? Uh, and then what is that hint? That hints at there's a difference between every freely and any. So any is just one, whereas every is every. So suddenly Eve started to get uh, a very subtle shift and started to think, wow, well, maybe, maybe God's not as generous as he appears to be. Maybe he is stingy. Maybe the devil's right. And then so the, the devil says, well, hey, you know, the reason he doesn't want you to eat off that tree is because you're going to be like him. You're going to become a god and be able to choose between right and wrong and make up your own rules. And, you know, and he's afraid that you'll do that. So a further suggestion to break a belief that, that God was, you know, had their best interest in mind and, you know, and try to change this. So maybe he was hiding something. And so she thought, wow, you know, maybe he is hiding something. And then he, with that subtle suggestion, he kind of said, hey, you can have a new identity. Not only can you get this fruit off the tree, which you're not supposed to, but you're going to be like a god. You're going to be able to choose your own thing. So you can have this new identity. And then, of course, he saw that the fruit looked good and, you know, everything else. And 
so went ahead with it, and she actually closed herself. The devil didn't even need to do anything because he'd already chipped away at her beliefs, gave her a new belief, and then gave her a new identity, and she went with it. So it's a classic story of using beliefs and identity and how they're shifted in people. Now, hopefully, you know, when we're in sales with our companies and our clients, we're not doing it for nefarious purposes like that, but it's a great example of how those beliefs are so powerful and how that belief shifting and identity is so powerful that can make us do things that otherwise we wouldn't do. And in the case of our customers, can help them make that transition from using a solution that's inferior to ours to using ours. So for our customers, all they've got to do is show them that their old belief is not necessarily true. There's better alternatives out there, which happen to be our alternative or our solution, you know, and then help them make that identity shift so they can be users of our solution and benefit from that. And then, you know, the closing becomes easy. So do yourself a favor and, you know, and skip all the emphasis on all the cute closing techniques that, you know, I stumbled with for a long time and, you know, focus on changing people's beliefs and their identities because closing comes very easy after that. As I said, sometimes prospects will even do it for themselves. But at that point, all you got to do is just give them a reason to act and act now. But that's the easy part. Focusing on beliefs and focusing on identity is where the money is made. And that's where you have the biggest impact. So focus on that first. So, I mean, think about the power of this. You know, imagine it's a year from today and, you know, you've started to focus on changing your customers' beliefs, your prospects' beliefs, and shifting their identity to be more friendly to your solution. You know, I mean, what does that look like? I mean, let's just say, as I said before, you know, you've got currently closing one out of 10 sales. What, so what if you suddenly are only closing two out of 10 sales? That's literally doubling your sales and doubling your revenue. You know, and it, that's a very small amount, but you can see the power of these beliefs. You know, what would that revenue mean to your company? What would it mean to double or triple or quadruple? You know, um, obviously that would give you a lot more money to invest, reinvest in your company and do things and scale and grow. Um, but hey, let's face it, we're the owners of the business. It would benefit us personally, financially. You know, you could buy that second home or buy that boat or put your kids through college or whatever's important to you. But, you know, there you are a year from now and, you know, you've got this consistent sales machine that's focused on, you know, creating a better experience for your customer by helping them shift their beliefs and shift their identity. You know, I mean, it doesn't get any better than that. So if you want to reduce the stress uh, that you feel as the owner and, you know, your team feels if you've got salespeople, you know, um, focus on this belief system or exchanging beliefs and changing identities. This is one of the easiest ways to increase your sales dramatically and reduce the stress for everyone and serve your, better, or serve your customers better. I mean, this is definitely worth your time to spend time becoming better at this, becoming better at changing beliefs and using the right and the subtle wording and using the right techniques to do that. And, you know, I'll, I'll leave you with one more thought, uh, and this is totally unrelated to the episode, but whenever I meet a small business owner on the street, I always thank them, you know, for the contribution that they make to our society. And I want to personally thank you if you're a small business owner or considering running your own business, and even if you're just in sales, you know, we have a huge impact on our economy, of course, uh, and making a difference in people's daily lives. There's a lot of talk about heroes these days, and there definitely are people who are heroes, uh, you know, in the healthcare field with COVID and everything. Um, but, you know, you're also a hero because a hero, by definition, is somebody who does something that they're either scared to do, don't want to do, and do it anyway. And owning a business on a daily basis and running it, you know, there's a lot of things that we don't want to do and are at times scared to do, but we do it anyway. 
And so for that, I thank you as a small business owner. You know, you're one of the good guys, so to speak, and we need more people like you. So if you enjoyed this episode and think that there was some value in here that your friends and colleagues might use, please share the episode. And, you know, I thank you for your time and, and thank you for your support. And again, check out the description. There's a link in there that you can get on the VIP list as well as a bunch of other cool resources that are in there. Thanks for listening today. I know your time's valuable and it's really an honor to serve you. And if you found this content useful, I'd really appreciate it if you could rate the podcast on iTunes and leave a review with your honest feedback, whether it's good or bad. You know, also, if you're interested in growing your B2B business through direct contact marketing, like we do, uh, please call my office at Sales Double and speak to one of our sales representatives. You know, we can chat for a few minutes about your business and what you need most to grow your business, even if it's not our services. And, you know, as a side note, if you listen to this podcast regularly, you probably know that I have a little pet peeve about using fancy words to talk in code, so to speak. So we're not going to do a, quote, discovery call or a, quote, strategy call, just a quick question and answer call. And yes, if we think you're a candidate for our service, we'll try to sell you. But we're not going to hide behind fancy corporate news as we know you're smart enough to see through that. We believe in telling the truth and even if it's not what people want to hear. That said, give us a call at 480-401-1926 if you're interested in talking about how to grow your business and have your best year ever. 